Hello world, this is Hot254 and I'm your host, The Poetic Justice. Welcome to the Poetry Pharmacy, where you get the best prescription for mental and emotional well-being. And today we're looking at William Stafford, The Way It Is. The Way It Is by William Stafford. There is a thread you follow, it goes among things that change. But it doesn't change. People wonder about what you're pursuing. You have to explain about the thread, but it's hard for others to see. While you hold it, you can't get lost. Tragedies happen, people get hurt or die, and you suffer and get old. Nothing you do can stop times unfolding. You don't ever let go of a thread. I'll read it again for you. It's William Stafford's The Way It Is. The Way It Is by William Stafford. There is a thread you follow. It goes among things that change, but it doesn't change. People wonder about what you're pursuing. You have to explain about the thread, but it's hard for others to see. While you hold it, you can't get lost. Tragedies happen, people get hurt or die, and you suffer and get old. Nothing you do can stop times unfolding. You don't ever let go of the thread. This poem addresses purposelessness. The implied question at the heart of William Stafford's poem, the way it is, it's quite simple. What is your thread? Intuitively, as I read it, I felt that I knew what mine was. And yet, if you asked me to explain it, I would have nothing to say. It would be almost a parody of words to define it. Yet somehow the idea that I really am holding on to something, onto a thread, measures me and affords a sense of stability through the absence and dramas of everyday life. For some, the thread may be spirituality, for others, fate or love or ambition. For others still, it may be something less grandiose, supporting friends, restoring old furniture, collecting every Smith single ever released. Our threads are these fragile continuities of purpose, of passion, and of spirit that give us our sense of self-identity. And truly, the more we try to define what the thread of reassurance and possibility is, the more disservice we do to that feeling. I do think, though, that there is a place for hunting down our threads when we fear we may have dropped them along the way. Some people come to my poetry pharmacy feeling completely lost, yet if we piece together their story, we will often find a thread of some wonderment that they were unable to see clearly on their own. Something that has become banal to them precisely because it is so fundamental. In troubled times, our vision can become as blood with anxiety, or quite literally, blood by tears, that we can't see what's in front of us. When people rediscover the thread that runs through their story, it is often a revelation. They're no longer directionless. Suddenly their narrative has the potential for fitting for a fitting ending or for a continuation down a previously unseen path. The way it is by William Stafford. There is a thread you follow. It goes among things that have changed, but it doesn't change. People wonder about what you are pursuing. You have to explain about the thread. It's hard for others to see. But you hold it, you can't get lost. Tragedies happen. People get hurt or die, and you suffer and get old. Nothing you do can stop times unfolding. You don't ever let go of the thread. Once again, it is Poetic Justice, and this is the Poetry Pharmacy Talk Show. Until next time, you do have a lovely day ahead. Hello, this is Hot254 and I'm your host, The Poetic Justice. Welcome to today's talk show, The Poetry Pharmacy. 
Although the Wind by Izumi Shikibu, this poem addresses psychological scarring, but it is also suitable for emotional baggage, feelings of brokenness, cynicism, fear of vulnerability, self-isolation. Although the Wind by Izumi Shikibu, although the wind blows terribly here, the moonlight also licks between the roof planks of this ruined house. Most of us feel as though we are damaged in one way or another. There is something within us which is broken beyond repair. Perhaps we only have a small crack. Perhaps there is a chasm within us. Either way, Izumi Shikibu's poem, although the wind wonderfully shows us that we should appreciate ourselves, flows and all. Although we may find that our vulnerabilities, like a gap in the roof of a ruined house, leave us prone to being tossed about by the wind and the rain of an uncaring world, it might also be that without them, we'd be missing out on a transcendent view of the moon. We now no risk when we allow ourselves to be moved or to love or to feel. We leave ourselves open to pain, a powerful disincentive. But could we imagine being moved by a work of art or a beautiful view? If we didn't resonate with the broken part inside of us, there can be no beauty without the ghost of pain held within it. Better than we do today, the ancients understood that darkness and light, love and pain, have always gone hand in hand. In the original Japanese, these lines are about a thousand years old, and yet they perfectly express the agony and the insight that come with being emotionally open. Of course, we could choose to patch over our cracks, to build up our walls, our roofs, and until the wind can't shake us. But would it be worth it if in so doing it also shut all, we also shut out all chance of new feeling, new light? Sometimes, it is good to be shaken. Although the wind by Izumi Shikibu. Although the wind blows terribly here, the moonlight also leaks between the roof planks of this ruined house. That's it for today. I'm your host, The Poetic Justice. This is Hot 254 Poetry Pharmacy. Hello, this is Hot 254 Poetry Pharmacy. In pursuit of mental and emotional well-being poetically, in this program we'll talk about poems that help treat some of the mental and emotional conditions. And today I'm your poetic doctor, the poetic justice. The first poem I'm going to read addresses anxiety. The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. When despair for the world grows in me and awake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought. I come into the presence of still water and I feel above me the day blind stars waiting with their light for a time I rest in the grace of the world and I am free. That was Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. This poem addresses anxiety, but it's also suitable for fear for children, fear for the future, insomnia, stress, and worry. For as long as anxiety has existed, human beings have woken up panicking in the night. And anxiety has existed for a long time, at the very least since we first became aware of ourselves and of the future, however many millennia ago. Yet it was not until the modern age that anxiety seemed to become an epidemic. Ironically, in a time of greater plenty, health and comfort worldwide than ever before, we are more racked by worry than we have ever been. No one tells you when you become a parent that you are condemned to worry for the rest of your life. Lying awake at night is usually the worst of all. The blank space of the darkness provides a theatre for the most intense and unlikely of worries. Putting your sense of powerlessness, of your own vulnerability and of the vulnerabilities of your loved ones into even sharper perspective. The night time is when there is nothing to done except brew. These nocturnal concerns are not easy to escape. 
but I find the coming words of Wendell Berry's The Peace of All Things help me put things into perspective. I can see them in my mind's eye when I whisper his words. Perhaps it is the poetic equivalent of counting sheep, but this poem helps me to keep calm my mind and my breathing and drift into unconscious. The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and children's lives may be. I go and lie down where the wood rake rests in the beauty on the water, and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of greed. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting for their light. For a time I rest in the grace of the world. I am free. Cast the guys, speak your mind. This is Hot 254 and I'm your host, The Poetic Justice. Welcome to the Poetry Pharmacy Talk Show. All That Is Gold Does Not Glitter by J.R.R. Tolkien. All That Is Gold Does Not Glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither, deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken, a light from the shadows shall spring, renewed shall be blade that was broken, unless again shall be king. This poem addresses old age, but it is also suitable for despair at the absurdity of the world. Existential angst, hopelessness, pessimism. When people tell me that their lives can't get better, they've had their shots and now things are irredeemably bad. I often give them this poem. It appeals to the elderly, many of whom see their lives as winding down and getting progressively worse. I also offer it to those who are fragile or who've suffered a loss from which they believe they will never recover. Sometimes, for example, the death of a child. All of these people have reason to be pessimistic. Their expectations of the world have been dashed. Even if those expectations amount to little more than that inescapably naive subconscious belief we all share, that aging and death will never actually happen to us. Yet, there is also room for hope even in the most hopeless of existences, into which life some sun must fall. There is a fairy tale belief that we all hold on to deep down that things will be fair and the things that happen to us and to others will basically make sense. When this expectation is frustrated, we lose our sense that the world has a narrative and a guiding principle. This can be desolating. A poem like J.R.R. Tolkien's All That Is Gold Does Not Glitter, with its almost Arthurian final couplet, offers back that faith in justice and goodness. It gives us hope that right and the good can triumph in what seems a godless and random world. That there will be an odour again and a framework through which we can understand our pain. The metaphor of life as a narrative comes up again and again in my poetry pharmacy precisely because it's so powerful. And Tolkien's poem emphatically drives it home. We just need to wait for the cycle to complete itself, it tells us. The worst thing we can do is stop reading before the end of the story. All That Is Gold Does Not Glitter by J.R.R. Tolkien All that is gold does not glitter, not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither, deep roots are not reached by the frost. From the ashes a fire shall be woken, a light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken, the crownless again shall be king.
Hello world, this is Heart to Fight for Radio Podcast and I am glad to be your host. My name is Helen Kirobi. Once again, welcome to the next episode of Poetry Pharmacy. And today, we are going to look at Adrian Michel's poem. Yes, the title of the poem is Celia Celia. I know most of you haven't uh, come across it or even heard of it, but don't worry. We'll go through it together. So let me just read it. When I am sad and weary, when I think all hope has gone, when I walk along high Holborn, I think of you with nothing on. Let me just read it one more time. When I am sad and weary, when I think all hope has gone, when I walk along high Holborn, I think of you with nothing on. Hmm, okay, so... Uh, this poem particularly addresses the condition of gloominess, uh, but it is also suitable for fear of being unloved, uh, you know, loss of perspective, weariness, feelings of unattractiveness, you know, feeling like you're not attractive, and so, so much more. So, you know, when we think about the things life has in store, it can seem that our best days are pretty, pretty much behind us. Yes, tell me about it. We may be middle-aged and single and fear we will never again be caught up in the whirlwind of infatuation. Uh, We may despair that we are unattractive and we will always remain so. Such negative, negative thoughts. Sometimes we think we carry an incredibly heavy burden only to realize that, as uh, my late grandpa would tell me, it's all in the mind. It all starts with you. It's all within you. You just have to find yourself. You know, when I talk to someone who seems to be struggling, but whom I really know would have the strength to shrug off all their burdens, if only they could bring themselves to do so. I tend to show them this uh, Adrian Michel's poem and tell them, hey, look, there's still a lot of hope to what you are expecting. You know, there's a wonderful bethos to moving so swiftly from such deep and dreadful thoughts to an intensely simple solution. You better trust me. So you are sad? So you are hopeless? So what? There will always be a naked cilia to picture when high Holborn seems too depressing to be walked alone. Yes, I I feel like I really need to repeat that, that they, there will always be a naked cilia to picture when high Holborn seems too depressing to be walked alone. Okay, the poem isn't merely uh, flippant. I also use it to comfort people like the ones I mentioned above who worry that the days of, uh, you know, intimacy and uh, flirtation have fled their youth. They feel like they haven't, you know, what do I call it? Like flirting with people. They feel like it's now past them. They feel they didn't even... I'll go through it because now they are above the youth age but believe me there's nothing like that let me tell you one thing our youth is fixated on the idea that only the smooth-faced flexible and young are entitled to these sorts of pleasures but i guess we should also allow this 
poem to remind us that this is just but a terrible, terrible fallacy. There will always be someone who wants to liven up their commute with a, a mental image of our wrinkled knees and all. Doesn't matter even the age. Doesn't matter, uh, matter how you look. As long as you personally feel, yes, you're worth it. Believe me, there is always that one person who will come for you. The trick is very simple. Just find them and then have uh, and then have the courage to show them what we've got, what you've got. Once uh, a person have, has come has come across your way, don't be afraid to show them who you are just because they think you are you are old, you are more old uh you are maturer than you ought to be or your age is past this uh, flattened stages. No, show them what you've got. I hope I have reached out to someone who, who thought that they are not good enough and made them see that it all starts in the mind to appreciate themselves. Once again, I was your host, Helen Kirubi. Be sure to be on the lookout on our next episode on Poetry Pharmacy right here on Hard to Fight for Radio Podcast. Till next time, bye.